This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, we are back for another episode of Drive the Lane. Maybe our coolest episode yet. Definitely one of the most unique. We got my favorite Ohio State player ever, Dwayne Washington, on the show. You know, we talked a little bit with him during their uh, their plane delay last week. And then we also have Robbie Hummel, Purdue legend, all around college basketball now. And funny enough, he's calling the game tonight, Ohio State versus Penn State. So we had to talk to him. Joe, thoughts on this incredible show that we have here for, for the fans today? I mean, we have it all. We've got the current – a current star in the Big Ten in Dwayne Washington and a former superstar in Robbie Hummel. I mean, goes without saying that he is – uh, I think he was there for nine years. It was pretty remarkable. But not only a Purdue legend, like you said, but he's a Big Ten and college basketball legend. And now, um, again, you alluded to it, he calls games for just about every network, it seems like. Literally, it's Big Ten and ESPN. But clearly a rising superstar uh, in the broadcasting world. So some incredible insights from him. We have a little fun with him, of course, in typical drive-the-lane fashion. Um, but – You'll, you'll, we have a unique relationship, me and Robbie, because I owe a lot of my success to him, whether he knows it or not, and we dive into that uh, in the interview. In the Dwayne interview, you know, we're sitting at home Saturday night, and I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see plane delay, and I text Joe, and I go, why don't, you, why don't we see if we can get one of the guys on, on the show right now? And no joke, four minutes later, Joey's like, send me the Zoom link. Dwayne's jumping in and I was like I like got all nervous I was like like I never get nervous anymore and I was nervous for Dwayne because I wanted to make him laugh yeah I mean like Zol- Zolman texted me and said dude how possible would it be to get someone right now I said might as well it doesn't hurt to try obviously Zolman is always the guy who wants to try stuff and I that's why we make a really good team because I would have never thought to go out of our way to get a to get a 25 minute interview while they're sitting in the arena but um we did and I texted Dan Wallenberg who's our SID I said Wally what are the chances that we can get – I know Zoldan loves Dwayne. So I said, what are the chances we can get Dwayne for 25 minutes while you guys are delayed? He goes, what? they're not doing – they're not – basically, he didn't say this word for word, but it was, they're not doing shit. Absolutely. So I typed – and he said, do you want me to coordinate or can you? And I was like, I can, you've done enough. <laughs> I, can, I can do it. Texted Dwayne. said, dude, you got, you got 15 minutes? He said, for what? And then I FaceTimed him, and he was in. And the end, the end of the interview is really funny. Like the reason why it ended. So definitely listen <laughs> all the basically, way through for that. He, he was bored. They were making TikToks. They were doing this and that. And he was more than happy to catch up with an old teammate and talk to Zolden who worships the ground that he walks on. <laughs> and, and eventually, you know, time had to run out for better or for worse. And it ended in perfect fashion. We wouldn't have wanted it any other way. You know, this was after the Wisconsin game. And, Joey, you always say this, like, it's a great win, but move on to the next game. And we're going to do that, and obviously the Penn State games tonight. But it really, you know, takes a picture of what the Big Ten is in full with Ohio State going on the road and beating top ten ranked, you know, in in Missouri fashion, top ten ranked (laughs) Wisconsin on the road in the Kohl Center. So, Ohio State takeaway, Big Ten takeaway, thoughts from that game and Big Ten moving forward? Yeah, I think Ohio State just further proved, again, like we talked about on the last episode, that they are in the top tier, you know, of, of Big Ten, you know. Basketball. Of the country, of the country. 
in the country. I mean, Joe Lenardi came out with a new bracket today. They're a three seed. You know, that's insane, right? So the loss to Purdue, it stings a little bit more now because we could be a top 10 team right now. Granted, if we take care of business this week, I think we, I think we will end up in the top 10. But, you know, there's something to be said about winning four games against ranked teams on the road in a year like this. You know, people will say that it's easier to win on the road. They're like neutral site games. And all that's true, I think. But winning on the road means so much to your teams like morale and psyche, regardless of who's in the stands. I mean, when we went to Rutgers one year, when Rutgers was Rutgers, and when Rutgers was not – not they were your father's Rutgers, not, not our Rutgers. And there's 15 fans in the stands, it seems like, and we beat them. Like, that feels pretty darn good still, you know, so – just goes to show you that me and Andrew talk about it offline a lot, but it's just life in the Big Ten. Every team is going through it. Ohio State has had, hopefully had that little downswing where they've lost games that they should have won, and now they're winning games that either they're meant to win or they, or they shouldn't win, which is how you become a great team. You know, you look at some of the other teams, like Illinois, for example. Illinois lost they had what is, through a stretch where they lost games that they should have that they they won, one of them being to Ohio State, and now they've bounced back and won a few in a row. That's just life in the Big Ten. You know, it's crazy because being in the Big Ten is a blessing and a curse, a blessing in the sense of it seems like the past few years, the top 10 teams in the Big Ten have a good chance of making the NCAA tournament. So the odds are you're going to make the NCAA tournament. But you're beaten up on each other because every team can beat every team. So it makes us look not as strong. You know, you look at a team like Indiana. You know, Indiana, are they going to make the tournament? Probably. Are they a great team? Probably not. But they beat Iowa in Iowa, and then they turn around and lost to a Rutgers team that's lost three or four. So it's just it's. I'll do you one more. I'll yeah. do you one more. Maryland's only three wins at Wisconsin, at Minnesota, and I just at, Iowa. at, at, at Illinois. Yeah. That's their only three wins. I mean, it's life just in the Big Ten. Life in the Big Ten. It's crazy. We used to joke about it in school, like, oh man, like. Man, Rutgers just went on the road and beat Maryland. Like, how does that – that probably never happened. But, like, how does that even happen? The outside world was dogging all these teams. It's like, no. Any game, every single game in conference play, any team can win. And that's unique to the Big Ten because, I mean, maybe Nebraska is a pushover, right? That, that game, they're, you're going to win almost every single time against Nebraska. But if you look up and down the rest of the teams, there is no game that you can slack off. You look in the other conferences, there are absolutely games where you can slack off, you know? So something to be said that um, I, people get very – you can't look at every loss as it is sometimes, you know? Like, it, that's – the parity of college basketball is what makes the sport so great and, and specifically just life in the Big Ten. It's like as soon as you get too high, you will be brought down to earth because there are so many good teams and anyone can win any night. I want to I bring up one more thing before we get into uh... – our interviews at the beginning of the year, Mizzou was like two and oh, and we were joking. We were joking. We were like, we were like, Mizzou's great. Ohio state's great. But, and then, you know, they beat Oregon, they beat Illinois. And we were like, all right, let's get Conzo on the show. Coach Martin Conzo comes on the show. And now all of a sudden Mizzou is 12. Ohio state is 13. How many podcasts would be able to say, let's say they're two and three seeds, which would be amazing. Two seed or three seed. You know, more, more than likely one of them is a four or five, just nature of college basketball. But how life, many in the life in the Big Ten, how many podcasts would be able to say that they interviewed two top 
15 team coaches. I, I mean, I'll do you one more. What if they both win their weeks, they, they go undefeated this week, and teams lose in the top 10, and there's two top 10 teams now. Missouri is eighth, Ohio State's ninth, and we look up and we go, huh, we interviewed both their head coaches a couple weeks ago. Imagine that. Yeah, it's crazy. We, we, might have to, we might have to get them back on again before the tournament or something. I think they want to come back on, my guess. If, 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 if somehow they play in the tournament, I will explode. <laughs> like, but who would you root for? Missouri? I'd have, a, oh, oh, I'd have a tough time not rooting for Missouri because it's all the guys, even though they weren't like my teammates, obviously, like you, like a lot of the guys were on the team when I was in school, you know? It's like well, why I root for tweet from driving the lane. Because if you guys didn't know, Andrew is the guy tweeting during the games. <laughs> Damn, I don't know. Are you going to tweet? Would, you would have to tweet. But you, you'll hear Dwayne likes the tweet, so you got to keep Dwayne happy. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it, like, if Ohio State makes some big plays, like I don't know how to how to screen capture and post stuff like I don't you you got that stuff. You're the producer. So well, what's funny? Like, are you gonna is, tweet "fuck Ohio State scored again" from the drive the lane account, and you're like, oh shoot? <laughs> well, I'm gonna uh, it's I'm gonna tweet like a lot of handshake memes. Yeah, like, during that game. But what's Ohio funny State is makes they, layup, Ohio State Missouri making layups. Yeah, <laughs> but what's two. what's What's funny is that would probably be in, like, the Elite Eight or the Final Four, so we would not be complaining about having to figure out who tweets if we're getting an Elite Eight Mizzou-Ohio State matchup. We'd find, I, a way, we'd find a way to go. I would. Even, even I if they're allowing – I think we're going to be able to go to games. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I want to um, go somewhere, go to Indy for the tournament, which is definitely a possibility, or go – I just want to do – my plan is to take off work for that first weekend. Like I'll go to Vegas with you. Should we go to Vegas? I'm a little scared of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> for a number of different reasons. Mostly because of the pandemic. I'm, I'm a little scared of, of Vegas. But and the other one is because you want to still have money after that trip. Well, no, no. I go to win. I don't go to lose. Um, I, I, I mean, that would be very, very fun. I, I'm, my, my uncle growing up, Uncle Steven, um, he used is he to – still your off. uncle? What? Is he still your uncle now that you've grown up? Still my uncle. Yep. Okay. My my uncle, Uncle Steve, and growing up, he used to take off the Thursday and Friday of um, the first weekend. This this year, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So he would probably take Friday and Monday off. Um, but he used to take off those days, and I used to be like, that is so cool. He just doesn't work and watches basketball. And now I'm like, I'm doing that this year. My mom used to, my mom used to, so I used to fake sick every Thursday. And then I would go to school on Friday so that I could like still like go out Friday night because my parents would let me skip, but then they wouldn't like, they'd be like, if you miss school on Friday, you can't hang out with friends Friday night. But so then it, who's cooler? You for skipping school and watching at home and then going to school on Friday or me for watching on my phone in every single Well, time. I would I would watch on paying, my – And not paying attention. Well, I would watch on my phone on Fridays, but it got to the point that, like, the Thursday – like, once I got to, I think, sophomore year in high school, my mom was like, I'll just call you out for, for the games on Thursday. And I was like, okay, great. And then senior year – me and every all of our friends' moms called us off, and we like picked up wings and went to someone's house for the game on Thursday. Day. Yeah, we had a bunch of senior ditch days. <laughs> um, I 
I remember my senior, and this is the last story, and then we'll get to interviews. Um, my senior year, I was um, at, at, at my high school, we had, um, you could be a senior advisor. You had to apply for it and all this stuff. And basically, you just help with a freshman, like, get to know your high school class called freshman advisory for us. So I was selected to be a senior advisor, which was very, very fun. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, but Dylan was my randomly selected to be my partner, Dylan DiMatteo, for anybody who knows Dylan. He's my, probably my closest friend for the longest time, besides you, Andrew. And, um, and he was my, he was my, uh, he was my other, my co-teacher, basically. And the, the two days of, of, um, of, of March Madness, we sat in the back and watched all the games on some kid's Chromebook and didn't do a single thing the entire time. And the girls, I remember the girls specifically like, Joey, Dylan, like, what do we, what do we do today? Like, and I, we were like, ah, go away, <laughs> figure it out. You draw something, play some games. Like, we don't care. Like, learn Spanish. It was so, so funny. Oh, man. Oh, to be seniors in high school again. Oh, to be seniors in high school again. Speaking to someone who – and now we'll get to someone who hasn't been a senior in high school for a long time, Robbie Hummel. <laughs> That's mean. He's just – He's true. Robbie he's, Hummel. He was at Purdue forever, Robbie Hummel. And then followed by Dwayne, unless we change the order and put Dwayne first. But we'll get to them right now. You'll know. You'll know before we know. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane, Purdue legend, current college basketball Big Ten analyst, and believe it or not, the reigning USA Basketball Player of the Year, Robbie Hummel. Robbie, welcome to the show. Thank you. That might be the one positive of COVID is that I just get to keep that title for another year where like they can't take it from me, right? It was just funny like- when, I, when I got that award, I was looking at the list of people who have won it, and I was like, dude how could they give this to me? Like, it's like Shaq, Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, LeBron James. Like, it's such a – it's hilarious. I mean, it was good that we won the World Cup in three-on-three and a gold medal and stuff, but you got to kind of understand where that was uh, (laughs) – It's it's all about timing. It's all about timing. You're very smart that it was, you know, in a year where there were no Olympics and then you knew COVID was going to happen. So, it's – you knew that – I better go balls to the wall for my country now so that I can be just like Virginia basketball is the reigning national champion. Still you're in the same, it's like the same level, right? It's just Robbie Hummel and Virginia basketball champions forever. One of the same, one of the same, totally, totally. But yeah. So USA basketball player of the year, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Robbie, obviously we got to talk some big 10 hoops with you as you are. Um, as as in the know as anyone else is, would love to hear your kind of overall thoughts so far of, of the Big Ten season as a whole. Yeah, I, you know, I said this early on, on a studio show, and I'm not sure I actually believed it, but now I think it might happen. I, I said that I thought you could win the Big Ten this year with five or six losses. And when I said it, I was just kind of like, I said it, I didn't really mean it. Like, you just kind of lob it out there. It's like almost like a hot take. But it, it might be that way. You know, you look at Iowa, they, they've got two losses in the league now. And, and Michigan was certainly rolling. But now they're going to have to just chill for two weeks. And you think about, like, not doing anything. Because they're, they're quarantined. They're not, they can't just go, like, shoot. They might be able to do, like, push-ups, sit-ups, <laughs> burpees in their room. Like, 
you've got like a little tykes hoop you can get jumpers up on that but like they're that's not you know you can't stay in shape like that so it'll be interesting to see because they were playing so well and they have they have a really good team like their personnel you've got to give juan howard a ton of credit for like molding some returners who have gotten a lot better with some transfers who fit perfectly um and then a freshman in hunter dickinson who's really really good um ohio state has been super impressive i I think right now if i was picking coach of the year i would give it to chris holman because of the injuries i mean the sickness you lose ej liddell also joey how do you have mono and come back in a week like that is questionable (laughs) i i can tell you inside information it was 100 percent mono i remember what meds do you guys have (laughs) whatever whatever ej did needs to be the norm for every college yeah, student in America, right? Because I remember my sister had it, and she was like, not she wasn't able to do anything for months. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I had, had, it, I had, it, I had it in high school, and I like sucked for like a month and a half after being cleared to play. And EJ Liddell <laughs> comes back and just starts hooping immediately. Um, but like, yeah, the injuries you you lose both your point guards and you're playing like small forwards and shooting guards at the point, and they just you guys just went. You know, it's it's been a really impressive uh, kind of deal for for Ohio State. Michigan State certainly is a disappointment. Um, Illinois is an interesting team. You know, like they they're a group where you look at them and like their talent does not equal five losses. They they should not be a five loss team, but. There's just something missing, and I'm not sure what it totally is. They they have stretches where they can't score or stop anybody, and it's like every game they trail by by 15 points to somebody. So they they found a way to win some of those games, but you know it from being in the Big Ten, man. You you do that, you're playing with fire. You're, you're going to lose a lot of games playing like that. So it's it's a competitive league. It's it's as deep as I could ever remember. Um, and watching it has been been really enjoyable, even though teams are kind of beating up on each other a little bit right now. Did you have any preseason predictions that have either gone the way you said and you're like, I'm a genius, and then on the other end, has there been anything where you were like, man, I was dead wrong about that? Uh, <laughs> the first game of the year, I'm doing Michigan Bowling Green with Jason Benetti, who's awesome. We and love Jason Benetti. He is so good. He's He's the best. And we're doing the game, and he asked me during the game, where do you think Michigan fits in in the Big Ten? And I was like, you know, they're not in the top tier. They're in, like, the second tier. They could be anywhere from 5 to 12. <laughs> and dude, these Michigan people have – it's the first game of the year. You lose Xavier Simpson, you lose John Teske. Simpson being the bigger loss because you're like, who's going to play the point? And Mike Smith is a, is a guy that he shot, like, every time at Columbia last year he touched the ball. He had to. They're really – they weren't very good. They needed him to score. He's shooting, like, you know, 20 times a game. And I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to come in and run a team. Well, he has. And he's done a really good job, and, and they've all gotten better. So, I said that, and they, Michigan people tweet this at me, like, all the time. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought you said we were going to be in 12th place. Like, it's like, all right, first of all, that's not what I said. Um, but so that was wrong. I thought Illinois would win the league. I think that's probably going to be wrong. Um, I'll hype myself up. Last year, I picked Maryland to win. <laughs> that was last year. There you go. Well, you, so that, that was my you prediction a year ago. Teams, so, I mean. Yeah. So, I, I've been. Oh, I hated that. So good this year. I hated that. Joey, well, I say it all the time. I hate the co-co-co champs. Bothers yeah. me. 
It's tough. I, I don't know how you'd like, what are you going to do? Like have a, a three game playoff before the big 10 tournament to determine big 10. They all get different or... sized rings, different colored rings. Like one yeah. based on different, based on different, you know, tiebreakers, you know, whoever Wisconsin gets a gold ring, another team gets a silver ring and the other team gets a bronze ring. They're all big 10 championship rings, but some are just, just a little bit better than the others. I, I'm talking for Andrew. Whereas I would have loved to be a co-co-champion in the Big Ten. I would, yeah. have, I would have been fine with me. I, I was a co-co-champion with Ohio State and Michigan State, and I'd literally never say I was – I mean, I'm a Big Ten champion. Yeah. <laughs> I would never Absolutely. say that we split the league. Um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I, I don't know what they should do. This, now that the league is not a balanced schedule, you could technically – and people probably wouldn't go for this, but you could take the strength of your Big Ten schedule – and whoever played the toughest one, they're the champs. Just because now it, a lot of it is depending on who do you play. Absolutely. Who do you got twice? Who do you got on the road? And this year not so much because there's no fans. But it's, uh, it's not like when I played where you're playing more of the teams twice in a year. Yeah, I mean, my junior year, uh, we went 15-3, and three, and we have the best record to, to not win the Big Ten Championship ever, yeah. um, especially since they expanded the league. And it was because we only played the champion Michigan State, who went sixteen and two, when we played them once. Which is, I mean, it's the most frustrating thing about my four years was that we 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 were the best team in the Big Ten and didn't win the regular season with with I mean, and we only lost to one team. <laughs> so I might have to fact check you here because I think, and we can look, but I think my freshman year we went fifteen and three, and Wisconsin lost to us twice and went sixteen and two because Brian Butch banked a three at Assembly Hall. Well, I uh, so uh, it might be the difference. Maybe might be expanded in the exactly. New okay, okay. So because I remember I was on the bus heading to Madison Square Garden for our practice or for our shoot around before the Big Ten tournament. Me and Robbie Rookie, who is our who was the GA at the time. We were we were our we were bus buddies, and uh, he was looking up every single season to see what the leaders were in the Big Ten. And he goes, "Joe, you're not going to believe this. We're the best team to never win the Big Ten championship." Uh, that's 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 a hard yeah. one to swallow, right there. Yeah, I know, I know. But at least now, it, you see, like there's, you know, that year there were four teams that made the tournament. Now there's, you know, every single team basically in the Big Ten has a good chance to make the tournament outside of two maybe Nebraska, maybe Northwestern, right? I mean, it's – like you said, it's there's never been a deeper league, uh, you know, than the Big Ten this year. Who do you see as the upper echelon, not necessarily where they'll finish in the Big Ten, but to make the deepest run in the NCAA tournament? That's hard. I, You know, you look at Iowa, offensive juggernaut. Defensively, they leave a lot to be desired still, and they're better. Like, they're better than three years ago, but um, – you have a superstar in Garza. I, re I really, really like Joe Wieskamp. And he didn't play great in the second half against Indiana. Um, but I, their guards have some stuff to them. Like, they're not afraid. They're, they can really shoot the basketball. I think that they certainly have a chance because of the way they score it. But I do worry about them defensively. I would have said at the start of the year, Illinois, that, that hasn't materialized. And they, they still are a tough matchup. I mean, you've got Io, You've got Kofi, who's huge. I don't – TB does not do Kofi Covert justice. Like, you see this man, you're like, oh, my God, he is – it's like Isaac Haas. You'd see him and you'd be like, this is the biggest person. In the ever, world. literally ever. Like, he is – he's and he's chiseled. 
Isaac was freaking jacked. He looked like uh, Ivan Drago. Like he had On steroids. Yeah, he was he was incredible. Um, I, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting with Ohio State um, just because of how injured they've been. But they've just found ways to win. You know, they, they, they have found ways to hang in games and win. And, and even like that Wisconsin game, that was a no-doubter. You go into the Cole Center and win like that, that's, that's really impressive. I, I would say right now the upper echelon of the league is Ohio State, um, Iowa, and Michigan. And I, I think that, that that's certainly the, the top of the league, in my opinion. So if, no love for Purdue, which is the – Purdue is the – it literal to Ohio State. finding ways to win. I cannot believe they win games. I literally can't yeah. believe they're really young. You know, it seems like that just is a bad matchup for the Buckeyes losing twice in the first every one. Year, you know, every year there's one know. team. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they're still growing. I think that like Jay Nivey is really talented. He is super talented and he's very athletic and he's, he's going to be really good. Brandon Newman's a kid that played in my high school and he's gotten so much better. Now, I saw him playing high school a good amount because, because of being from Balpo and he, uh, he could really score, but like defensively, he wasn't always locked in, I would say. And that might be generous. Now he's, <laughs> he's a junkyard dog out there, man. He, he, he gets after people. He, he's not afraid. I'm really proud of him for the, the strides he's made. Uh, Mason Gillis is a good player, you know, for a freshman, and um, they, they've got some pieces. Travion Williams is, is you know, in most leagues, you'd be like, he's one of the best bigs in the league, or is the best big in the league. And in the Big Ten this year, he's just kind of another one of the guys with Crazy. Arza and as many good bigs as there are. Um, he's really, really skilled. <laughs> he can really handle, he can really pass. I, I like Purdue's team, but I don't think that they're in that top tier of, of Big Ten teams right now. How good would Garza have been? And he's incredible now. But how good would he have been in, like, 1984? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, because he would take these big dudes that are, like, seven foot outside and just kill them. I mean, he's shooting the ball with so much confidence right now. I think that's an interesting question about a lot of guys. Like, I talked about Isaac Haas. Like, if it's 1994 and you've got Shaq and you've got Hakeem Olajuwon in the NBA, you would draft Isaac Haas, like, fifth. He would have been like the fifth pick in the draft. And now he's in the G League. Or I think he might be over in China, actually, I think this year. Um, but, yeah, Garza would – he would abuse some of those guys. Now, they'd be physical with him. And I think the game – you know, you think about like the 80s and 90s NBA where guys are like killing each other. Like the rules are different. <laughs> they'd try to beat him up, I'm sure. He'd be hated. He'd be hated. Yeah, yeah, he, he'd definitely be one of those guys. He always is, like, bleeding from his nose. I just on <laughs> the radio the other night, and again, he had one of those freaking things stuck up his nose. He's always got a bloody nose. Um, but he can really score, man. He, he can really shoot. He's smart. He's got a motor on him. It's going to be interesting to see what he's like at the next level because he can, he can shoot the basketball. And if you can shoot right now, you can play in the league. Do you have a guy, you know, obviously we know Luca Garza is going to win Big Ten Player of the Year. He's going to win National Player of the Year. He's going to get every award you can get. Yep. But do you have a guy that you specifically love to watch in the Big Ten? I mean, Garza is fun because of the effort he puts out every every night he plays. Um, I really like Isaiah Livers. He's just smart. He's been around a long time. He's a really good cutter. He's a good two-way player. He plays hard. I've always been a fan of Livers. Um, I think watching EJ Liddell kind of become – like, in Illinois, it was awesome. 
to watch him do that. Yes. He, he was, I mean, you think he had a little motivation going back? Uh, a little bit. I, I had two coaches, two Ohio State coaches text me after the game and said, you think EJ wanted to win that game? Yeah. Unprompted. You can like, see it. I mean, you could tell. Like, he, he was going back there for blood. Um, so, I, I really have enjoyed watching him kind of transform his game. Um, you know, this is a random one. And you guys might think this is weird, but I think it's because of a play he made at Ohio State two years ago. Jamari Wheeler, he plays so hard. He, <laughs> okay, you lost me. This, you lost he me. He made this play. No, I like watching him guard. He made this play where he literally like laid out at like a ninety degree angle. Yeah, and fell on the ball and popped. Yeah, up were there. you on the team then? Were you yeah. playing that? Yeah, <laughs> and they won. That was an incredible play. Oh yeah, it was it was CJ Jacks. It, it was my senior year. CJ, first of all, if we lose this game, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament. It was a good game. It was, it was really a great game. We they uh, the kid uh, who transferred to Iowa State. Yeah, um, Rashir Bolton. Yeah, he missed the layup at the buzzer. Yeah, that's right, I forgot about. So, but but this was like a game scene of like a game changing play that Jamari Wheeler made, where CJ is on a fast break and he Aaron Kraft style parallel to the floor laid out well. CJ had control of the ball dribbling. Like, it wasn't a loose ball. But he just it was amazing. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do something like that. He was – first of all, he's really fast. And then when how he was, like, parallel to the floor, it's like, whoa. It was – I was enjoyed yeah. watching him play, I think, because of that. I just think yeah, he played hard. Yeah, he – yeah. I don't, I don't like Penn State at all. <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> I don't know – I don't know if you know this, Robbie, but – Joey, my co-host, my friend, has a lot of success when you happen to be in the building for games. Joe, I don't know if you want to elaborate on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you have a good luck charm. Yeah, uh, every every game that you called of ours, I scored. Like literally, I think you called four games, I scored three times. You should have got me on the on the Ohio State beat a little harder. You could. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like the fact that I play in ten games a year and. Yeah. And and I don't score in every one of them, and whatever. <laughs> Maybe that says more about the games that they were giving me than uh, than anything. Where I'm just that's a good point. But like you had us against Maryland. Maryland had Kevin Herter and Cowan. Yeah, yeah, and, that was yep. And I think well, I had you guys against Illinois in a really close game. I want to say I we played once. The only time I played against Illinois ever was in the United Center in the okay, first half because Dwayne Washington threw a ball behind his back out of bounds when they were trapping him. Dude, I, I love I love the love-hate relationship that Chris Holman has with Dwayne Washington. Like, because Dwayne is a good player, and he's really elevated his level this year. But you can tell that he does stuff that makes Coach Holman just want to kill him. Yeah, I mean, I was the – I was the – the beneficiary of that because the only time that I played meaningful minutes was when Dwayne screwed up. It was so funny. And so then Holman, Holman would be telling me like, Joey, like you got to tell Dwayne this, this and that. And I'm like, are you sure coach? Cause if he does what I tell him to do, I'm, I'm not going to play. Yeah, seriously. I'm feeding him. Hey, that behind the back pass was really good. Keep doing <laughs> funny. No, they didn't see that coming. Yeah, no. So like, <laughs> like that's the reason why, I mean, I don't know if you remember this. I started the second half against Purdue one year. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Because because our freshmen who played so much my senior year were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, Holman, he gave the whole coach speak where he goes, I'm going to play the five hardest playing guys and see what they're made of. And I'm thinking when he's saying that, I'm like, 
that can't possibly be me, right? Hey, at like, least he backs it up, though. A lot of coaches will say that, and they'll be like, uh, yeah, uh, same starters as the <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I'm in lamp lines, and Coach Peening goes, you might want to, you might want to get warmed up. You're starting. And I'm like, <laughs> start, start running a little faster here. I literally, I didn't shoot another shot. I just sprinted up and down the sidelines. Like who was on produced team that year? Was that like Dakota and those guys? No, that was Carson Edwards, Ryan Klein, elite eight team. That oh, was, that's, a, that's an easy guard for you. Yeah, I guarded Ryan Klein. I mean, it was unbelievable. I, he didn't score. He didn't take a shot. I did have to foul him because he was going to be wide open. I grabbed like all of his, like his whole entire body to get him to stay. And then, I remember I played like – I didn't play like the first minute. Like, I played like the first seven minutes and a half. And I was so tired. I didn't get to shoot, which was like the, my biggest regret of my career was not shooting in that game. And I didn't really touch the ball, but that's besides the point. Um, but I remember Carson Edwards did, did a rip through and, and got fouled and shot the three. And I go over to Terry Weimer, who's, who's my that's – my, that's my Big Ten ref. And – uh, I, I, I was a captain, so all the refs knew me, and they were like, why the heck is this dude in the game? Like, might as well go talk to him, right? So I was like, is that really a foul, or is it just a foul for Carson Edwards? I remember asking that. And he goes, it's a foul. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just a foul for Carson Edwards. And I'm laughing, and I'm like – and I took a step back, and I was like, Joe, you're down 35 points. Like, don't don't laugh and talk to the ref right now. It's not a good look. Probably not a good look. I will say, though, you guys might have – used up all your your good calls with Evan Turner. This man, while you beat incredibly us talented and a total clown at the same time, <laughs> used to get so many calls when we would play, it was not even funny. He traveled all the time. They never called that. He would well, do whatever he wanted out there. I mean, you beat us to it because once we started to kind of talk about Ohio State a little bit more, I was going to – and my first question was going to be, do you have nightmares of Evan Turner still? And the answer is yes. <laughs> so Evan and I have like a long history. Like we, my sophomore year, and I, I'd seen him play on the AU circuit, him and Demetri McCamey, because they were with the Illinois Wolves. And I played for SYF with like Luke Herringote and Etoine Moore, Scott Martin. Um, so we had a good team too. But I, we never really played them, but I'd seen him. I knew of him. And we get to Purdue. He plays a good amount as a freshman. I played a good amount as a freshman. And sophomore year, Evan makes this jump to, to be one of the better players in the league. And after our sophomore season, we, the two of us, and then a bunch of other Big Ten players, Taylor Battle, and really more Big East guys like Deshaun Butler, um, Corey Fisher, all these dudes, we go out to try out for, for the USA national team for the World University Games. And Evan tells this story. I don't know if I believe him, but he said it going in, his one thought was, I hope I don't have to room with Rob because I hate him. He hated me, he said. And what do you know? Like, we get there, and they put me and Evan together in these shitty dorms. out in. Col They've redone them since, but it's at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. And our TV didn't work. Like, it, it was not a good – like, we literally just had to talk to each other. Like, think about that. Like, <laughs> cell phones aren't what they are now. Like, we were really having to just, like, communicate. Conversation, man. Yeah, it's we had crazy. to talk to each other. So, we were roommates there. Evan quit the team, like, seven times because <laughs> Bo Ryan was the coach. And with Evan, like, Thad Mata told him, like, dude, just make plays. Evan had games where he had triple doubles with points, rebounds, and turnovers. And he had ones with assists, too. But, like, he turned it over a lot. Yep. And Thad was cool with that. He was like, dude, we need you to just ball out. Well, Bo does not subscribe to that theory. Bo <laughs> is like, turn it over once, 
you're getting yelled at. Turn it over twice. Just come park your ass on the bench. So <laughs> Evan quit like – I swear he wanted to quit like five times. And we became pretty – we became good friends, actually, um, through that team. And it was actually me, him, and Deshaun Butler in Serbia. They had us in these, like, unfinished flats – the, they clearly were going to be nice, but they got behind construction-wise. I mean, there was no appliances. The living room had three beds and three dressers. The bedroom had two beds and two dressers. And our room was like Jarvis Vernado from Mississippi State, Craig Brackens, me, Deshaun, and Evan. And there was a hot water heater for the shower, like two feet high. So post-games, it was like a freaking scramble to take a hot shower because if you weren't the first one, you were going to freeze your ass off. Um, it, it was an experience, like watching Bo coach Evan. And, boy, they – Evan was last in our team in minutes, last in our team in scoring, second pick in the draft the next year, like which is crazy to think about. And then, of course, my junior year, he ruined the best game of, like, my life because he's an asshole. I had like 31 points in the first half and this dude just kills in the second half. And I remember after the game, my dad, Mark Bartlestein, who was my agent um, when I was in the NBA, came to the game and I remember having to talk to him afterwards and I like couldn't even form sentences. I was so upset like that we had lost and it was, you know, we had just, we were 14 low and we lost to Wisconsin up at the Cole Center and then that Ohio State team comes in and they weren't ranked because Evan had broken his back um, <laughs> earlier in the year and he just came back like three games prior to that and was back to just kill him. I mean, he was, he was a really, really, really good player, but he did get all of the calls. <laughs> yeah, you, the, the initial point of, you know, we went, we went all the way to Serbia just to come back to Evan Turner gets a lot of calls. <laughs> dude, he does. He – he might not admit that, but he – I remember a story about him literally telling Eddie Hightower to F off. I don't know if it's true. Eddie Hightower came into their huddle and was like, all right, guys, time to go. And Evan spoke like Turner goes, F off. <laughs> and they, they didn't tech him. Like, that's the kind of stuff that Evan turned. But he was the national player of the year. And when you're that, you can, happens. you can get away with it. I will say, he made a play against us in that game my junior year that I – I actually looked it up on Synergy because I, I didn't – I wanted to see if he meant to do it. And I thought he did at the time, but I don't think he did now. I was switched on to him. He's on the left wing, and he drives baseline. And it's like the best I could guard him. I slide my feet. I'm contesting this shot. And I might actually block it. And all of a sudden, he, like, does this thing where he goes from a shooting motion to throwing it over his head, hits it off the side of the backboard. I literally turn to watch – what happens to the ball, it goes – it hits the side perfectly, bounces straight back over my head, and he hits a 15-foot jumper. I was like, this is, this is like Jesus Christ on the basketball court. When, this is amazing. When you look at Ohio State's, like, best plays on YouTube, right, or, like, when we would have, you know, pump-up – our video team would make pump-up games of, like, the best highlights against a certain team, it was – when we played Purdue, it was just all Evan Turner. And he it was, was like, I mean, that, that game, he was the phenomenal. spin move, the, yeah, yeah. the spin, the spin, he would just put you in jail because of his size and his strength. And it was funny. Like I thought, so that was the first time we played Ohio state that year. We play him later in February and we just went under on everything. And, and we were and paint was like, if he hits threes, it's on me. And luckily he missed, you know, it was just like, we cannot guard him. And we were going over ball screens at like 34 feet, you know, like he's just, he's six, six as a head of steam downhill. So, even if you have Chris Kramer, like, who was a good defender. Um, and Evan, I think, didn't think so. Because I remember he tweeted something like, <laughs> this was great. Evan tweeted, 
during the season, this is like a December game. He he tweeted, "Chris Kramer cannot guard, does not guard the best player on our team because he can't." <laughs> Which is like, I mean, CK was like all Big Ten defensive team four <laughs> times, Big Ten defensive player of the year twice, and Evan tweeted that. <laughs> so I, he, <laughs> I had a not quite an Evan Turner Twitter moment, but I remember when we beat my junior year, Kate Bates the op tip in. Yeah. Uh, and Crazy Purdue's game. Undefeated at the time. Yep. Um, when we got back on the bus, as soon as we got back on the bus, I sat down and, and I was the, you know, I'm the guy on the team that says all the stupid, outlandish, funny stuff because, like, what are they going to do? Target me in the next game? Like, they're. I mean, you took not, your role from Titus so well. Exactly, he you right? Like, yeah, I was just embracing the Ohio State walk on. That's just what you do. So I tweeted, <laughs> they were. Purdue for a loss. <laughs> and, <laughs> See, man, and it blew up, Kramer then saying Chris Kramer doesn't guard the best player because he I can't. Didn't, I didn't quite say that, but I, but I had um, – when we got back and we landed, you know, the coaches aren't looking at Twitter after the game. They're cutting up the games and stuff and watching the film, even though I don't know how they don't celebrate. I, that's a whole different story. But They're on to the next, man. Uh, it's unbelievable. But <laughs> I, we land, and one of the coaches walks back to the bus and goes – and whispers in my ear and goes – that was funny, but don't ever tweet anything like that ever again. <laughs> Bulletin board material for the Big Ten tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just – oh, man. It was just too good. It was just the perfect – I mean, it was just – I was thinking about it all day. What am I going to tweet when we beat man, Purdue? you get locked in the chamber and loaded, huh? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Robbie, before we, uh, before we let you go, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't ask for your, you know – I know you can't give like a legitimate score prediction, but your thoughts slash prediction on when people are listening to this tonight's Ohio state Penn state game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but I, I will say that, you know, Penn, Penn state is an interesting team. Cause like the COVID stuff totally screwed them up early. I think they've only played like nine games. Like they're, they're way behind in terms of other teams in the big 10. Um, they turn you over. Like it's, Ohio State has got to take care of the basketball. And C.J. Walker being back is is really important in that regard, even if his hand is messed up. Because I talked about my man, Jamari Wheeler. He, he's going to heat you up. He's coming. He's coming. He, that's all he's out there to do. Heat you up, guard the ball, jam you, you know, 94 feet. Myron Jones has really come on. He's, he's making shots again like he was last year over the last four or five games. Um, they shoot a ton of threes. They, they really bombs away from th- the three-point line. So, um, Ohio State's going to have to guard the arc. I, t- to me, the big stat that's going to dis- determine this game is points in the paint. If E.J. Liddell, Kyle Young, even Zed Key, those guys get it going um, with their back to the basket in the paint, it's going to be a long night for Penn State because John Harris is a nice player. He's having, having a career year for him at 7-7. Seven and seven, But in the games where they've lost – they have gotten destroyed in the paint. You're looking at like Illinois and some of those teams that have really good bigs. So that's, that to me is the biggest thing. I'd love to give a score prediction, but I don't think I'm contractually able to do so. Kirk, that's the Kirk Herb Street. You know, yes. when you're on college game day and he goes, I'm Kirk's calling this game. So you got to make sure everybody in the world knows. Yeah, I, pulled, I pulled the Herbie. Georgia, Alabama. Like, we get it, Kirk. Like, you call the big games. You can't make a prediction. I thought of one more. I thought of one more question. <laughs> I thought of one more question I have to ask. The co-hosts over at Inside TBT would kill us, which is us, if we didn't ask this. All right. TBT this summer, if men of Mackey are back, would you play? 
Um, no, because I'll, I'll be playing in the Olympics. I still am on the national team for the three on three stuff. So we're, uh, we're gearing up for that. And that's, what's been a challenge about this year is that you're still trying to work out like four and five days a week and lift weights and get on the court. And you're also working a full broadcasting schedule. So we've got a, uh, we've got a camp coming up for 15 days in, uh, in March. We'll have to quarantine for three days and I, I'll miss the big 10 tournament, which stinks, but um, you know, it is what it is. We're going to be down in Florida um, practicing and training. And then actually, I think Red Bull is, is booking out a house in April and they're going to film us for a month straight. Just everything. It's going to be like a reality <laughs> TV show. I, I can't wait. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be a good reality time. TV star to your, uh, to your resume. That's yeah. cool. You know, USA Basketball Player of the Year for hopefully unlimited times, depending <laughs> on what happens going forward. And uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't be able to play just because of that. And I, I really enjoyed watching those guys. And Ryan Smith is a guy that I loved playing with. And one of my, you know, really good friends I play with on those teams, he's coaching them. Um, it was cool to see, but I, I will say I'm really jealous of like the Ohio state guys having the TBT stuff they do because all those dudes, like I played with William Buford over in Spain, the best. He, he's one of my favorite people I've ever played with. Um, David Lighty, great dude, really underrated player. I thought when I was playing, he was the best defender in the Big Ten that, that I saw. And I'll, I'll leave CK out of this because he was on my team <laughs> and he guarded with by him. But I thought David Lighty was a stud on the defensive end of the floor. Um, so I, it's been fun to watch that um, group kind of play. And you can just tell they all really like each other. You know, Dallas Lauderdale, all those guys, Evan Ravenel, just guys that played together and, and love doing it every summer. So I'm jealous of that. But unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to play this year. So, Robbie, one way – the way that we like to end every interview, and, and Zolden said last question, but this is really the last question, but it's not really a question, and you'll, you'll see why. Uh, we like to turn the tables on you. Um, and, and you have more experience than some of our other guests in doing so, but we would love to give you the spotlight to ask us any questions that you've been dying to ask. All right. Um, all right, Joey, did you play for, uh, for Jeff Bowles? I did. All right, this is less of a question and more of a story, I guess. But okay. I, that, was, that was a question. That, that was a good. question. <laughs> Dude, I was doing yes – No questions, but – I was doing the Purdue-Ohio game last year. It was an ESPN game. And I'm talking to him at shoot around and like he was there when I was playing stuff. And, you know, he, we were talking about the game where I hit eight threes in the first half. And he said, yeah, we weren't guarding you because you, you were shooting 20% or no, 15% from three. And I'm like, coach, I've never in my life shot 15% from three. I'm offended you said that, first of all. And he, he was like, he was sure of it. And I was like, how did I finish the year shooting 36% then? Like, did I make 100% of my shots for the last three months of the year? So he was like, no, you were shooting 15% from three. I know it. I remember it. We were like, let him shoot. It's fine. So I went back and, like, calculated it out. So I, I went through the game logs, and I was like, there is no way. And so if Jeff Bowles is listening out there, I calculated it that day, and I was shooting 28, which is not good, but – Come on. Hell of a lot better than 15. I was like, 15%, dude. So, yeah. My question is, did you play for Jeff Bowles? And if so, why is his math so shitty? <laughs> that well, was – when you were playing, that was back before, like, calculators and stuff, though. So I, guess, might be yeah, why. I guess they were just guessing. Like, yeah, we, he hasn't shot good in two games, so he's a 15% shooter. Even though he shot 44 as a freshman and 39 last year, let's not guard this guy. Yeah, yeah. They, they probably just look at it and they go – they see you shooting around in warm-ups and they're like, all right, well, off day, um, let him shoot. Like, 
all right, out of 100, coach, how many think you make it? And he's like, they're asking like the team doctor. And he's like, God, 15? They're like, all right, he's 15% from three. It's like, it's like John Diebler his freshman year. Like, he shot horribly. But do you think on the scouting report, we were like, let him shoot? Like, his reputation preceded himself. Like, you knew he had a flame for a jumper. You were not going to let John get going, even if he was shooting a bad percentage. Yeah, that's – it's so funny you say – like Jeff Wolves is cool with letting me get hot. Yeah, yeah, you – Thank you, Bulls. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I remember um, a similar story. And I'm not joking. Bull, Jeff Bulls' son, Chase, just responded to my Instagram story, which is hilariously weird as I looked out on my phone. Um, anyway, uh, the before, the, my similar story to that is before the uh, Iowa game, my senior year, um, I'm good fa- friends with Jordan Bohannon because we played Fortnite together. Nice. And, um, and so before the game, I'm talking to him. He goes, Joe, you won't believe this, but you were on our scouting report. I'm like, I, how am I on your scouting report? I'm averaging a minute and a half a game on the season. And he goes, because we put anyone who played well, like in the last two games or whatever. And I had played play well or whatever. And I said, what was my yeah, scouting report? And they said, shooter. And then, they, and then my percentage was like, <laughs> you know, because I shoot a ton when I get in the games. But it's such a small sample size that it's so skewed. Right. It's like 20%, you know, like, cause you, for whatever reason, you know, I'm just chucking up shots when I get in there and sitting on the bench for 38 minutes, you know, it's only some can go in, even though I'm a good shooter. Very similar. Very similar. It's, it's, it's hard too when you're sitting on the bench for two hours and then you get put in the game, you know, like, Hey, go make a shot. It's, that's not, it's not an easy thing to do. And I, I had a whole new respect for that after I was a, a bench warmer for the Minnesota Timberwolves where it's like, Hey, You've been sitting for three hours. Go, uh, go, good. <laughs> go, go play good. It's funny that you say that about those scouting reports, though, because that sounds a lot like what our scouting reports were like in Minnesota at the end of the season. Where like we had Rick Adelman as our coach. He's a legend. Like Rick played in the NBA for 15 years. He coached for like 50. You know, he coached the Blazers with Clyde. He coached Houston with Yao and Tracy McGrady. He comes to Minnesota, and his wife kind of had some health issues. So our not that he was in the scouting reports anyway, but our scouting reports started being PowerPoint slides. So we're playing like the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's like Kevin Durant, elite scorer. <laughs> LeBron James, big time athlete. It's like, yeah, that helps me guard him. None. <laughs> like that's not helpful at all. So that's, that sounds like uh, what I always got cooking there for. Uh, yeah, clearly they're just like, oh, and the manager, just in case he plays in high school, he had a really good lefty hook. Like, that's, that's impressive like, they went back to the high school footage to get that. Yeah, right? I mean, like, they must have been like, Joey Lane, here's his highlight tape, and it's like one made shot. And then it's like, but in high school, here's this. And then it's like me going you know, to get – You know what, though? That assistant coach that did that scout, if you go in there and you knock down two threes or three threes and he didn't have that on there, his ass is getting lit up. But instead, I was five people away from playing in that game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you were only five people away. That's all. That's all it would have been. Gotta be ready. Gotta be ready always. Last thing, <laughs> during the game, you got to give us a shout out, but it's got to be organic. It's got to be something like, "You do not want to drive the lane on EJ Liddell." Speaking of drive the lane, a great podcast I was on today, the Drive the Lane podcast. There you go. Chris right. Chris Vosters did it. Did he? Yeah. 
without Foster, us asking. Foster's has a big time announcer voice. He yeah. he sounds like an announcer when he talks. I'll I'll do my best. I I can't promise I'll be that smooth, <laughs> but uh, but I will try. At least Joey's last name makes it like about as easy as it could be. Exactly. Yeah. Just it, we'll know that when you talk about Jamari Wheeler going parallel to the floor. Oh, I love that play. It was amazing. We'll know that that's in reference to us. That's yes. All right. If I talk Jamari Wheeler and the, the greatest play ever in a, in Value City Arena history, then <laughs> then you'll know I'm talking about you guys. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we appreciate your time as always. Good luck tomorrow night. Unfortunately, I know you can't be in the arena in the hallowed grounds yeah. of Value City Arena, but we're sitting in an office building. Yeah, not quite the same. No, it's not. No. We'll be back soon. We appreciate you. Uh, we look forward to having you on again in the future, maybe to talk about. We'll, your- we'll come on your show. There you go. We'll have we'll have you guys on Goodman, the Goodman and Hummel podcast. There you yeah, go. you don't want me. You do not. You do not want me. <laughs> we'll get you and Titus. We'll just talk the the history of the Ohio State walk on. We'll, oh man! And we'll yeah. have Andrew come in to uh, to help out with that as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. He's on here, one hundred percent. You're the man. We we appreciate your time, and, and we'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. See you, man. See ya. All right, join us now on Drive the Lane. Probably the best shooter in the state of Ohio, counting anyone on the Cavs, all right? Dwayne Washington, Jr. Dwayne, welcome to the show. What's going on? How y'all doing? Uh, We're great. Um, Before we get into this, can you just explain to the people what what has transpired since the victory over Wisconsin today? Yeah, so currently we are in the Kohl Center. I think that's what the building's called, the Kohl Center. We are still here. Um, we're waiting. For, I, I'm pretty sure something happened to our plane on the way here. And then there's a snowstorm coming, so uh, we're not really sure when we're going to get out of here. But uh, roadkill, fresh fresh roadkill, so it feels good to, to, to still be here, uh, I guess. I don't know. I'm just chilling, I guess. Um, Excited to be on the show, chilling. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll try to keep you entertained. Uh, not to, to – there's no reason for me to ask this question, but how terrible would it be if you guys would have lost that game right now? Yeah, we were – we definitely joked about it. We were we, we were on the uh, on the bus, actually. Holt goes <laughs> – Holt goes, all right, fellas, uh, so it uh, looks like we're going to we're gonna head back into the arena. The, the plane's, the plane's uh, uh, going to take a little bit longer. And, um, yeah, once, once we get in there uh, – no, no, no phones, no AirPods. Uh, we're we're going to walk through some stuff. <laughs> we just started dying, bro. We were like, next, dog. No, you better buy it. It was funny. Co started laughing, too. It was a good moment. It was funny. And so, so kind of lightened the mood a little bit. <laughs> so maybe this is, you know, a question not just for, like, a delay like this, but for you, what's your go-to? Like, all right, we got two hours. We can do whatever, whatever we want. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, so me, me and Jimmy, we just made TikToks. And then... <laughs> We just made a couple of TikToks. Me and EJ made a couple of TikToks, and <laughs> I get I get on I listen to music. And right now we're trying to figure out the plan. We're trying to watch the Conor McGregor fight, and mm. hopefully we're not gonna be in the air like when the fight going on. So we're just trying to figure out uh, what, what the plan is. Um, I would give you my ESPN Plus account, but that's probably an illegal benefit now that I am an alumni. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. In all seriousness. Let's talk about the let's talk about the game today. The little the the run that you guys have been on over the past few games, but more importantly, mm-hmm. the game today. Um, you know what what do you think is going well with you guys right now? Like walk me through the the whole morale of the team because it's clearly high. 
Yeah, um, I think we're just really like uh, at this point in the season, we're we're bought in. <clears throat> um, you know, my my past two years here, um, and I try to express this to the new guys as much as possible. But January wasn't a good month for us. Um, it was something that, like, at least in my head, in Justin's head, and Coach's head, uh, me and Coach talked about it. How uh, the past two Januarys, you know, we, we've been on losing streaks and. Uh, we're mentally and physically tough enough to withstand uh, the, the competition in the Big Ten. So um, <clears throat> right now, uh, I think we're all just focused. We're like super bought in. We're um, cheering each other on, giving each other confidence. We're competing every single day. I think that's like the, 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 the thing that I try to bring every single day is compete, 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 whether it's in the drill, uh, live scrimmaging, um, you know, five on no, just compete to be the best. And, and once you compete, people see me competing, others compete. And iron sharpens iron, and that's and you know you, it's hard to simulate other teams, but you know if you if good basketball players um, competing at a high level creates you can get better, and we just want to get better every single day. So that's what we, we we're priding ourselves on right now, and, and it's paying off. So I mean, there's there's no denying that EJ Liddell's been having an incredible season so far. With a weird off season and his, the role he had last year, did you expect? as a teammate to see this much growth from year one to year two? Yeah, I was super excited for um, for EJ. Uh, year one, we saw some glimpses of him doing some amazing things. And uh, a lot of people told him that he needed to get, um, he needs to get his, his body together. And I think he's done a great job. Uh, the off season was, was a very pivotal moment for him. And, you know, COVID has messed a lot of things up. So it was easy for, you know, him to, to, to fall out of shape or, 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 eat too much of this or da 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 like uh but but he locked into it and and he made it a goal and, and, and a priority for for him and it's paying off. He's in better shape, he's stronger, he's 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 moving better. Uh and he worked on a jump shot the whole summer. So um I, I was expecting it. I, w- I was uh wanting him to it. I, I expect nothing less from EJ. Uh we talk about it every single day before the game, like go out there and do what you do and and, and do it at a high level. So um, he's doing a great job, and, and I'm super proud of him. I'm super excited to see uh, see him uh, finish the rest of this year with us. Now let's talk about you. Um, my my co-host here, uh, Andrew Zolden here, my co-host, is the, the biggest Dwayne Washington fan on the planet. Has been, <laughs> has been for, forever. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Through the good and the bad, and we know, and we know yeah. that, that you are a, a walking roller coaster of emotions. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I in all seriousness, a lot of people were expecting a jump for you, especially for the team to be successful, and you knew that. What did it mean to hear, you know, guys like Coach Holtman say that to the media? Obviously, he's having those conversations with you, um, but how did, how did it feel, you know, to, to know that you are the guy this year? Um, I think at uh, the beginning of the year, um, you know, I was still finding my, like, my groove. I was I – was, um, you know, super excited uh, for for those that know me like really well. Like, excuse me, when I, I want something really bad, like I I, I want it really bad. Like I like I'll do anything to get it, and I'll try really hard. And sometimes it's it's you need to relax and take a step back, you know, and then feel it out and 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 get get your feet wet or whatever. And um and I think uh, I learned so much from the first five or six games. Uh, I, I watched the film repetitively, whether it was my um, jump shot or um you know, making plays off the dribble, uh, playmaking, passes, whatever. Um, but I started <clears throat> uh, getting extra work in uh, after, I think, 
UMass Lowell, I, I was a little upset at myself and I, I just started getting to the gym early uh, after practice, before practice and uh, work, basically working my body, which, which also meant I had to uh, recover at a high level. And um, <clears throat> my focus just got a lot more, I got a lot more serious about it. I started um, making sure that, you know, Cole told me every single day, uh, seeing Brad, seeing all this kind of stuff and, and um, just sticking with it. Like I knew this was, this was going to happen. I, like I, I manifest this every day when I wake up. Like I, I've been thinking about this since I was in sixth grade, uh, being in this position I am today. And um, I'm ready for it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm just going to keep getting better every single game and just keep moving forward. So as, jo as Joey said, I'm the president of the uh, Dwayne Washington fan club. But yeah. <laughs> my favorite Dwayne moments are when your second three in a row goes in because I know – that third one's coming next to the, the next possession. And so I, I love tweeting stuff out about when you're playing well because everyone's kind of engaged and following with that. So I want to know which one of these three types of tweets you like better, all right? So sometimes I throw the Washington Monument out there because obviously Washington, <laughs> Washington. Just, yeah. just, it's like no caption presented without comment, okay? Or I do, or I do Dwayne with a three instead of an E and I put okay. the amount of threes you've made. So if you've made five threes, it's D U A N one, two, three, four. Okay. Yeah. Or I'll okay. just tweet like your name or like a picture and do the amount of flame emojis correlated with the amount of threes you've made. Okay. So definitely, definitely the second two are my favorites. I think that, Dwayne with the threes is pretty cool, but the emojis is the best because there's emojis in there. So yeah. it's got to be the emojis. With, with, with like a meme picture or like a, or like a picture of me making a funny face. That'd be which, sweet which, uh, which hairstyle would you want for the picture? <laughs> wow, that's a good question because there's a lot right now. <laughs> uh, whatever, I guess I'm in the game or whatever if you're feeling best. I don't know. You get to choose. <laughs> um. Uh, let's talk about Justin for a second. Um, the, Justin is a, a grade-A flamethrower right now. Shoot, mm -hmm. Only shoots threes. He's everything that I wanted to be as a college basketball player, getting to do it on the highest level. How much of his success, and really your success too, do you attribute to us shooting after practice my senior year, your freshman year? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, Joey, that's like, like seriously, like I think building a rhythm and – you know, I, I I have such a respect for what Justin does because, um, you know, a lot of the times people with, the, you know, who don't understand basketball at a high level don't get, like, it's hard to shoot threes. And it's really hard to shoot threes when you don't really touch the ball other than just shooting the three. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're out here I know that around. very well. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're running and you're closing out and you're playing D and you're, and you're, and you're, and you're running around setting screens of offense and then you're expected to make every three you shoot because you're a good shooter. And it's a lot of pressure and you know I give him a lot of credit he's he just been sticking with it and grinding and grinding and every day just just perfecting his craft and he's shooting uh dang near 50 percent right now from the two-point line and, and he keep putting him up there and um you know like I said like <clears throat> the manifesting thing like I've, I've believed in my guys since since we all came together like since the day, the day I got here and to see everybody that in my circle you know thrive and, and do good is like is a blessing for me and them and and it's super exciting, and I, I'm excited to, like, keep going. And it's crazy. I think it's already January. I was just talking to CJ about that. It's already January, like, the end of January almost. It's like the 20th, ain't it? 
Yeah. The it's, 23rd. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's insane because, you know, the season as a whole goes fast, but it's so long because it's, it's one whole – it's from the summer to March, like really. You know, it's, it's such yeah. a long season, but it goes so quick. It's bizarre. And that's why you have to, you know, cherish these moments where you're sitting in yeah. an air you know, you're sitting in the cold yeah. center waiting to, yeah. to go because with the, it doesn't – With the boys. Yeah, yeah exactly, because it doesn't get much yeah. better than this. One thing exactly. team-wise that I want to touch on is the after-the-game celebration. We've all, we've all seen, whether it was Scooney or now you, doing the, you know, the cheer before our honor defend. We'll fight till the end. Everybody knows how that goes. But my question is, you know, Holt loves to celebrate every win. We talk about that all the time on this show. you got to celebrate every yeah. victory. Yeah. Now you guys are you're changing it up on him, which I yeah, love. Yeah, that is yeah, so yeah, up my alley. Who started? Yeah. I, I gotta know who started with the ignoring him. That's uh, genius. It was me. It was me and, and Jimmy. I was like, I was like, we gotta do something. Like we have to. Like and the dudes are like, we should hide. We should, um, we should we should all get get in like the shower like the shower and run out, or we should get water. I'm like, no, we should just act mad. <laughs> Jimmy was like, oh. I was like, bro, just everybody put your head down. Like, don't say nothing. Like, look, you're going to say something. Just don't say anything. All right. And on my cue, we're going to get up and we're going to start screaming. <laughs> so I was like this. I was like this. I was trying not to laugh because he was coaches, like, what's going on, fellas? I was like, oh, my God. All my, head, my head was down. I was like, all right, three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he was so ecstatic, man. I, it, it, he's so joyful in those moments, those because Joe, you know too. We used to we used to love watching Holt get tea like that when he was uh, <laughs> on the road wins, like an NCAA tournament too. He was so excited for us, man. It's like he's a kid again. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, throughout all the stress of the game and whatever, at the end of it, you could just like be happy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's fun. We we got some more coming. You know what I'm saying? We've been thinking and planning out the next uh, you know victory. What we're gonna yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. No, we can. So, we can <laughs> We can talk offline about some of those because I've yeah. got some ideas for you guys that are just, yeah. I mean, just home runs. I mean, but yeah, that's yeah. – it, it's first, we, you, you know, we, you got to win the games in order to celebrate. Yep, so yep, we know the yep. focus is on that, but oh, man, celebrating, that is the All magic right. word for me. So yes, <laughs> there's no doubt. I got, another, uh, I got another teammate question for you. All right. And hopefully you don't like reveal any information or get in trouble for saying this. But but what version of of Seth Towns are we seeing right now? Um, he's 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 working really really hard. Um, you know, a, a lot of guys are, um, you know, uh, people talk and he he's really level headed man. He's a, he's a really good. Uh, he's mentally tough. So he everything people are saying or tweeting or whatever you know is is going through one and out the other, one year out the other year. Um, but he's consistently working um, every single day. He, uh, uh, he, he, he's, he's getting better. He's going to continue to get better. And today he was feeling it. And, and I, I looked at Coach, too, and, and, and I knew exactly when he called, uh, when he called that play. And I, and I come, came off the left side of the ball screen. I threw it back to him. And I was like, he's going to shoot it. But then I knew he was going to shot fake it. And unfortunately, uh, the one dribble rule I think should get pass in college if some a guy takes one dribble it should still be an assist and you can put that on whatever you want to put that but uh I, I missed a couple of them I, I lost like four or five of them today like, <laughs> all one dribble and I was like oh my gosh but uh yeah he he's he's um he's, he's getting better man he, he's he's continuing to get healthy and um Danny just said what's up to you Joe <laughs> get, get him in here 
Dan. Dan. Come say hi. <laughs> yeah, jog. <laughs> there he uh, is. Uh, Joey Lane, drive the lane. He can't hear you. I'm just going to, just a quick hi. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, su surprise guest. Yep, there surprise it is. Surprise guest. <laughs> D Hummer, original D40, everybody. Original D40. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, we're excited, obviously, about Seth to, to keep getting healthy. The, the other guy who hasn't been healthy, you know, we'll just keep going down the list of players. C.J. Walker coming back. What does he mean to the team? It's an obvious answer, but it's but it's true. What what does he mean to yeah. the team? Uh, he's he's the uh, heart and soul, man. He he holds holds everybody down. Um, and, you know, I think, um, you know, we did a good job in his absence of, you know, trying to fill the void of what, you know, what he brought to the table. But, you know, there's nothing like him. And uh, he, he's going to affect the game every single time he touches the floor. And, and it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, you don't have to worry about a lot more stuff. Uh, just just, <clears throat> just a, a game controller. And um, you literally can put him in any situation. He's going to guard. He's going to he's gonna do his job. He's going to take charge. He's going to get down and gritty and – dive all over the place and you know everybody needs a guy like that and and uh he's got that nice little pull up too I tell him and, you know what I'm saying he showed it tonight to the left pull up so uh super super happy to have him back man and uh we're just gonna keep this momentum going and 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 uh yeah keep it going yeah um <laughs> breaking news a live tweet from coach Chris Holtman uh, he quote tweeted the video of you guys celebrating and said, <laughs> "Sneak attack, dot 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 again." <laughs> <laughs> they're good at they're good at this. Much work ahead, but we love coaching this group. Side note: What yes, is that doing? And he's doing the gritty. So the gritty, yeah, <laughs> yeah gritty. <laughs> yes, sir. That's 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 that's, uh, that's his deal right now. He be hitting that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best? Uh, who's the best dancer on the team? Joey might know the answer to that, unless it's one of the new guys. We have a lot. You know, I mean, I'm weird. always gonna. You guys are weird. How how much dan how much dancing you guys do now? I mean, in a good I'm, way. I'm I'm always gonna take the crown because like I just don't think anybody can compete. Like if we if we're gonna have a dance off, like <laughs> I think if you put me one on one in any situation, I'm winning. So <laughs> I, I mean, we all dance in our own ways, and you know we have our own moves, and some guys can dance better than others. But I think if we one v one put a song on and whoever dances better, I think I'm going to win. Does, um, do teams ever talk about like Jimmy's TikTok when you're playing them? Like, have you been on the court and people are like talking shit oh. talking about Jimmy's TikTok? You know what? I, I used to, <clears throat> I used to think like that was going to be like a, a thing, but I, I guess not basketball. Excuse me. I haven't got on the court and heard anybody say anything about uh, Jimmy's TikTok. No, I, um, I mean, if they did that. fans because they would be yeah oh. no it, Joey would be so bad oh, it would be, be so good so I mean like so if bad. fans were talking to me about stuff about me during games like I can't even imagine what they say about Jimmy which would be awesome but hilarious it would be like, so amazing like yeah like I'm that dude on Michigan man. like that dude's a yes. joke sorry like, <laughs> <laughs> that's me but like no uh, yeah <laughs> the team up north oh yeah 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 <laughs> Talk bad all if you want, but I know. Yeah, I mean, I can, I'll, I can say Michigan. You can't, though, because you're playing. <laughs> Is that a rule? <laughs> no, I just I, – I'm uh, – He's locked I, in. It's a culture. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, he's locked it's, in. It's, 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 yeah, 
Now yeah, it's like I feel I feel like like the chains have been broken off me that I say it and I feel like it's like yeah. even worse to say it to that they don't want to hear Michigan, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean even even like I refer to it like when I'm like home like Grand Rapids. I don't even say like I'm going back home to Grand Rapids. Yeah. I I'm <laughs> Um, all right, Dwayne, we'll let you go. Um, we know you got a busy hour to do nothing right now. Um, the last thing that we do with, with all of our guests, and this was very impromptu and very fun, um, but we're going to flip the tables, turn the tables, put you in the, in the interviewer seat, and you feel free to ask us any questions that you've been dying to ask because I know we haven't, you know, had a chance to, to catch up in a little bit. So any You probably have so many questions for me too. Yeah, yeah. And, a couple, I have a couple for both of you actually. Perfect, perfect, yeah. All right. Um, so first – First, for both of you guys, I know Joey plays the game still, but I'm not sure about you, Andrew. What is your favorite – what is your, like, game right now? Like, where are you playing every day if you have the opportunity? Or you're not playing. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I can even ask answer for Andrew. I'm literally sitting here like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm about to hop back on the second here. Like, yeah, you know, I mean – but yeah, I've been on Warzone. You know, maybe maybe I'll start my streaming career here soon. You know, maybe. I just got my setup. Actually, I got my new gaming computer, and a new camera, and a new microphone. So it oh. looks like kind of like your setup. Like I got the mic with the camera, and oh. I just got to get an Elgato. I got to get an Elgato, and that's and then we're streaming. So you, have a, you have a PC. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. We're that's very good to hear. We're gonna yeah. do a. We should do a drive the lane live oh, stream bro we can get right oh my gosh and we can go get dubs all right I'm a that's, guy. that's good to know yeah i i, okay. I see right. duffy, we see duffy bag Wiz. what is it yeah. Yeah. we see him online, we see him online. <laughs> and then there's andrew who was texting me the other day he's like should i get an xbox or a ps5 to play video games on <laughs> so you're not a gamer andrew no i mean i i used to be but then i just kind of lost it for some reason in college, I just never played. And now it's just like, I can't get, it's tough for me to get rehooked. I want to get the PS5 because I want to play Spider-Man. Ooh, it's yeah. so fun. Yeah. It's like GTA, but for Spider-Man. Yeah, so and, that's and what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny. I go to college and there's nothing else I can do besides play video games and play basketball. So I started playing a lot of video games. So. It's a little bit different. You know, it's just, you know, you take the good with the bad. You get to go out and stay out till three in the morning, Andrew, and, and, you know, and have fun. And we sit in our rooms and play video games all the time. We never go out. We just play video games like athletes. That's what we do. All right, ready? Next one, top three favorite candies. You want to go first, Andrew? Candies. Yeah, Andrew. I'm a a big combo guy. So I like, like, Reese's because it's got the peanut butter and the chocolate. I like Twix. Twix is kind of a combo. Wow. Yeah. And then combo. I'll give you one candy. I'll throw like like a chewy candy. I'll throw Starbursts in there. Wow, that's very elite. That's very solid because, you know, those are all genuinely I like Twix. Reese's have been climbing my list recently, but I'm a fruit guy. I like Sour Patch. Yeah, I'm a I'm sweet guy. I'm Extremes. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Like, I, that's kind of that's very chalk, Andrew, and it, it's fine because they're delicious. It's cool. It's very chalk. Very good, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Reese's. That's probably my number one that, through thick oh. and thin. And if you freeze them, guys, a little, little pro tip, you freeze yes. Reese's. Yes. Some Reese's elite. thins, oh, my God, elite. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you can tell, as soon as I don't have to go in the bod pot anymore, I just <laughs> – 
Um, uh, so Reese's number one for sure. Um, I love Kit Kats also. Kit Kats are the mini Kit Kats when you when you, you don't even have to break them off. It's just money. Those are great. And then my childhood favorite was always Three Musketeers. So I'm gonna put them in the third slot. You want to say hi? She had a question for you. Hey, hold on. I'm about to finish this interview. I'm on it. Who's um, that? Who's that? Brad. Hey, Brad. What's up, Brad? Joey said, "Hey, Brad." <laughs> Joey. <laughs> um, last question. All right, here we go. Um, if you guys had to get my name tattooed on your body, where would it be? <laughs> Ooh, I I go right here, right on my right on my shooting arm. <laughs> so every time every time I hit a three, I would just. <laughs> I wonder if if I told Nancy Lane like I got a tattoo, she would kill me, right? So I told her I got a tattoo, and then and then I said, "But wait!" And then I sh- and then I sent her a video of you saying, "Hey, Mrs. Lane, it's Dwayne. The tattoo is of my name, <laughs> so don't be too mad at him. Maybe she would forgive me." I'm first of all, I'm gonna answer with I'm not tattooing another man's name on my body, most likely. Number one. And, and you know what, Joey? I, I really appreciate you know the answer. That was a good answer. You know, I didn't even hesitate. I didn't even hesitate. <laughs> I'll put it on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like real t- like you know jews don't really get tattoos right you know so but yeah. but if i had to get any i, I will take Dwayne out of there if i had to get anything it would be on, like on my left inner wrist you know right here mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. i can you know put a watch over it or whatever if i'm wearing yeah, long sleeve, covering, you know yeah you know but, yeah. but yeah i mean obviously you're the you're the tattoo expert so i mean right, you have your name tattooed on you no i don't no do you have a not DW on your triceps? No, not like LM like Luther does. No, I don't. <laughs> I have, I have, no, I have 616 though, my area code. You got, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what else I can remember of your tattoos. You have a gigantic lion. I know that. Yeah, on my chest, yep. yep. Well, where do you, where's your, where's your drive the lane tattoo? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I think, I think I get that on the back of my thigh. <laughs> Drive the lane, and then like like if I go for a layup and my left leg would be out, you can see Ooh. drive the lane. Yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. Be you beat sweet. the defender. You beat yeah, the defender, right? Like he knows you're driving. I look, look at the camera and be like, <laughs> drive the lane. Like it'd be like it'd be sweet. It'd be sweet. <laughs> you know how many times I've talked to Musa about? He's like, yeah, bro, I'm getting a towel gang tattoo. Like he said that like ever like literally. Uh, the I ain't gonna lie. I might join the gang on that. I mean. I the logo of Moose's freaking logo is me. It's like, bro, throw that on your yeah. body. Come on, yeah. like, why not? Yeah, it's yeah. you. <laughs> He's got a spider web. Like, what? I mean, put something. Coach, Coach, what's going on? <laughs> hey, I gotta go, y'all. We got cookies over here. I'm gonna get right. y'all. All right. All right, Wiz. You're okay. the man. I appreciate you. Good, right. buddy. We'll talk to you. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> We hope you guys enjoyed those interviews as much as we did. And I mean, come on. I mean, how good were those interviews? That's what you're supposed to say. I mean, come on. Were those not great? Did we lie to you guys? No, we never lied. They were awesome. How, how fun was Hummel? I, I had pretty high – we both did. We both had high expectations. Definitely exceeded. His, sto- his Evan Turner stories are just – if you know Evan Turner like we know Evan Turner, you know that, you know, it's just spot on and hilarious. Next time you hear from us, we'll be, of course, talking about some more games, 
Tonight is the biggest game of the season because it's the next game on the schedule. Penn State, take care of business. Will we be top 10? Will Ohio State be top 10 next time we talk to the listeners, Joe? What's your prediction? I, I don't know. I, no, no. We won't be top 10, but it's not going to be because it's not going to be our fault. So just, oh, I hate uh, – this doesn't feel like a trap game. Like we're better than Penn State. It's at home. But Penn State just gives us so much trouble. I hate Penn State. I want to win so bad. Almost as much as I wanted to be Wisconsin. So. All right, buckle up, drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. I hate Penn State. Go Buckeyes.